This is Guardy with Clear Life Combat. Today I get to talk to Raymond Cardenas from Metro Fight Club before he fights at Fury 59, taking place March 27th in Houston, Texas. Everyday Ray on social media. And uh, we have an upcoming fight for Fury 59, March 27th. Mark your calendars. All right. So are you excited to get back in the cage? I'm super excited. Super excited. I've been training every day. Uh, so, yeah, I'm ready to get back in. I want to... I wanted a quick turnaround, so you know I'm glad I was able to uh, to get on this card. Yeah, and Fury's blowing up, and you've had the opportunity to uh, to fight a couple times before. I guess uh, what's your record, and and how did things go for those fights? Uh, so uh, before MMA, I had a kickboxing record of 11 and one. Uh, after I got uh, my first loss, it was actually a TKO. The, the guy TKO'd me. I was like, uh, hey, that wasn't so bad, you know. I think. Uh, you know, the worst thing that could happen happened to me and it wasn't it wasn't that bad. So I was like, OK, it's it's time to make the transition to MMA. I took two uh, amateur MMA fights before I turned pro. I was one and one. I won by rear naked choke and uh, I lost by rear naked choke. Um, so I took my first pro fight in November of 2021. Uh, I was fighting a pretty game guy, a strong wrestler uh, named Hickman. Uh, we ended up pulling out the first round knockout. So that was super exciting. I had my whole family, all my friends there. And uh, we were the last fight of the night. So we were the swing bout. So uh, originally we were supposed to be on the prelims, but uh, it ran too long. So they needed to start the, the fight pass fights. So uh, they put us after the fight pass fights. And uh, my coach at the time, uh, my coach was telling me, uh, you know, you're the real main event right now. So, you know, I need you to get re refocused because, uh, <clears throat> They told us as we're walking out, like, hey, we're going to have to stop you and, and you're going to have to be at the fight at the end of the night. So that was a that was a whole new experience right there. But uh, I'm glad we were able to uh, stick to the game plan, stick to the game plan, get the knockout. And yeah. So, you know, that that changes things a lot. You know, being the swing bout, you got to have to go with the flow. Right. Is that is that a big switch up or how'd you handle that? Yeah, that was a, a big switch up. Uh, so <clears throat> we just prepared. We were hitting pads. We got warm. And uh, as we were getting ready to walk out, they uh, informed us that we were going to be the swing bout. So we had to wait there for another four four hours and some change before uh, we got to fight again. So uh, we got to walk out. And uh, I guess uh, the, the anxiety, you know, getting getting ready to walk out and then them telling you to pause and then you're going to have to watch everyone's fight. But uh, I, I found it kind of beneficial because, you know, I seen everybody go, you know, I seen the good fights. I seen the, the bad fights. I seen uh, people, you know, win, lose. And, you know, uh, so I, after watching all the fights, I was like, I was super ready to go and fight, but I just knew that, you know, win, lose or draw, you know, it was going to be a good fight. And, um, you know, uh, Walking out, it, it felt, it felt uh, just seeing and hearing everybody. And, uh, you know, at towards the end of the night, the crowd kind of leaves. So you can, I could hear all of my people. And uh, that got me so fired up when I got in the cage. So, you know, I'm kind of glad it worked out like that. Mm -hmm. The last Fury fight that I was able to attend personally it was Michael Aswell. And he ended up being the swing bout, which he kind of thought he was going to going in. And he said he's, you know, been prepared for the, those situations as well, did you have any feedback from any teammates or anything like that on how to handle that? Right. So, uh, Mike, Mikey's my boy, and uh, and his father, uh, Michael Oswald Senior, is actually my manager. And uh, 
they told me to be prepared for it. Uh, but uh, so in my head, I was uh, it was kind of back in my mind, like, OK, so I, I could possibly be a swing bout. Um, but I was so ready to get my pro debut over with. You know, I was I was just there's so much anxiety going into that fight. Uh, so, um, yeah, but it was a good experience. So, yeah, you know, I learned a lot. Yeah. You said it was a first round knockout. Is there anything that you could have done to improve on that? Yeah, I feel like uh, watching back on the fight, uh, I seen a lot of like little things that I could have done better. And uh, so, you know, I just jot them down, took a mental note. And uh, but as far as sticking to the game plan, we we uh, went against a, a pretty good wrestler, uh, a strong jujitsu guy. And uh, he's fighting out of Alex Moreno's gym. So um, being able to, to stick with the competition and and, and excel you know that's mm -hmm. that's the whole reason i'm doing this you know i want to fight the best people in texas you know and uh i feel like especially with fury i'm fighting the best people in texas so you know i just need to keep racking up those wins yeah you know as fury gets bigger and their their audience grows i mean there's no easy fights not that there ever was anybody going to the cage is you know can be deadly but there's really there's no easy fights no easy fights and we're actually me and my teammates were talking about this too you know um there's, I don't, I don't uh, believe in like looking for an easy fight. You know, I feel like if you're going to do this, you're doing this to, to be the best, you know, and if you're not doing it to the, be the, to be the best, you know, you probably shouldn't be doing it. Um, so uh, there's a, there's a few guys out there that I would really like to fight, but uh, I don't want to push past my opponent that I have in front of me now. He's a real scrappy guy. So uh, I'm, I'm full focus on him as of now, but you know, Texas and, and with Fury fighting for uh, Eric, um, yeah, there's there's a lot of talent, especially in the lightweight division, and it's just a it's stacked. Is there any tape or any video of, of the guy that you're fighting? Have you had a chance to check that out? Uh, I had my coach, uh, my coach, uh, seen a few of his fights. He's seen his last fight, and uh, so um, yeah, he's 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 a good guy. You know, he, he's pretty good. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a really good fight. You know, I'm I'm excited because uh, I feel like he's gonna want he's gonna stand and bang with me and. Uh, I, that's what I want. I want to sit there and it's an entertainment at the end of the day, you know, and I want to, I want to trade, I want to throw these hands, you know, and uh, I know that he's, he's not going to back down. He's not going to run, you know, so it's going to be, it's going to be a good fight. You know, with your, with your kickback, kickboxing background going 11 and one, you know, what was the style for that? Were you going for the kill for the knockout? Were you trying to just, just win rounds or what did that look like for you? I was, I'm always going for the, for the finish, you know, uh, there's no reason to leave it in the judges hands or, and, you know, I, I, I felt like that's why my last fight in kickboxing, I did get finished because, uh, I was going for the finish, you know, either, uh, live by the sword, die by the sword, you know, so. Yeah. And then you, you made that, that transition after getting that, that, uh, that TKO was the TKO, I mean, part of, of it or was MMA always the plan? <clears throat> MMA was always the plan. Uh, while I was in the Navy, I, I got into jujitsu. So, uh, I, I was, I thought I was well-rounded, well uh, you know, but I'm always building on my game, but, uh, the, the whole goal of it was always MMA. So, um, yeah, building that, building that record up, uh, you know, it, it took time. And, uh, I honestly feel like I, I spent too much time, uh, trying to do kickboxing and, and, uh, build my skill set. uh, but, you know, I feel better now that I have uh, built my skill sets. So 
if the fight goes on the ground, hey, I know I can either get up or wrestle or do jujitsu if the guy wants to stand. I'm more than happy to stand and trade with somebody. So, you know, I feel pretty. It, it makes me feel pretty confident, you know, going into the into the ring. The last time we talked, we were able to talk a little bit about you know the business and you running that family business and taking it and running with it. How is it balancing that that work, business, entrepreneur life with the fighter lifestyle to be able to fight professionally? It is so challenging, so challenging. Uh, time time you know i wish i had more time uh to do to do more things uh but one thing i i i've learned so far is uh i can't i can't control everything so uh outsourcing outsourcing and then uh trusting people to do their jobs and uh trusting people to you know reliable people to to help with the business um you know my father had a lot of uh really intelligent business partners, uh, smart guys. So if I ever have any problems or if I, I need something, I'll call and, and pick their brains and, and then see what I can do uh, as far as helping my guys finish things uh, with the certain jobs that we have. Yeah. You know, you mentioned about, about the Navy a little bit ago. And last time we talked, you talked about being introduced to grappling and, and jujitsu and taking it from there, you know, looking back on, on being in the military you know, did that, I guess, lay like a solid foundation for for everything that you've been able to accomplish thus far? Definitely. It definitely. Uh, so I was a man, I was a kid when I went into the service. So uh, it made me grow up uh, super quick. I was uh, stationed in Japan. I was far from home. I didn't come home for uh, almost two years. I didn't come home. Uh, so I had never uh, been away like that. But um, it did. It did make me grow up quick and then being able to uh train with uh we had matt brown and todd duffy and a few other uh high level ufc guys at the time uh come and train with us and uh listening to matt brown's story and, and listening to todd duffy and these guys uh man it just made me fall in love with it like uh i, I knew that's what i wanted to do i knew that's what i wanted to pursue and uh, uh i remember matt brown was like hey man if, if you're gonna do it you know you <laughs> He used a little bit of vulgar language, but he said, you know, you got to do it. You know, uh, don't stop. You know, the hardest part is showing up and just be consistent. You know, you may not be good now, but you, nobody starts anything and, and is great at it or hardly anybody. You know, you got to consistently show up every day. And I think that's probably the hardest thing. You know, everybody has those uh, driving to the gym like, oh, man, you know, trying to find an excuse not to go. <laughs> But when you go to the gym on days like that, I feel like that's when you get the best the best of your training. You know, I, I agree with you, and I found the same thing with, like, diet and nutrition. It's like those temptations. Like, you walk past the donut, and that's whenever you oh, yeah. you make a, a growth or, you know, you kind of hit that next milestone in your goals. Right, and the temptation is real because, you know, who, who doesn't love donuts? You know, like, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Was there anybody else that you were – uh, you know, I guess in the military with that also connected with you on that, that MMA or that passion of grappling that you've kept in contact with that also pursued this? So I have a buddy named Flowers and uh, he's in Alaska. He lives in Alaska and he's actually a pro MMA fighter as well. And uh, he's a light heavyweight and he's a, he's in a phenomenal wrestler. And I remember he, uh, him and my buddy, uh, Ron Smith, uh, Stilo, the American hero, huh? But, uh, 
yeah, those guys were solid wrestlers. So th they would show me uh, just, you know, different techniques. And uh, at the time, I thought I was good at jujitsu. I definitely wasn't. But, uh, you know, Flowers is pursuing uh, MMA and Ron actually teaches high school wrestling now. So seeing those guys, you know, uh, they both teach and, and give back. So, you know, teaching, you know, I feel we all have that connection, you know, like, uh, you know, we don't always talk all the time, but, you know, anytime we see each other, you know, those, are, those guys are my brothers for life. So, yeah. And you teach as well, right? Where do you, where do you teach at? So I help teach at active jujitsu, uh, under professor Dan Tino. And is that for, is it a competitor's gym or is it for beginners? Is it all over the place? So, uh, it was a, it was a competition jujitsu school, uh, when he first started, uh, but Dan Tino absolutely loves MMA. So we started, uh, getting MMA fighters, uh, my buddy right here, uh, David Trent, mm -hmm. uh, uh, Josh Van, uh, there's myself, uh, a, a whole, we got a, a good group of guys that we, we, uh, do no gi and wrestling and we, uh, work MMA and, uh, Dantino is like the encyclopedia of, uh, jujitsu. You know, he's been doing jujitsu since he was four years old, uh, from Brazil. He's a black belt under Upiano and, uh, you know, he's so knowledgeable. So, you know, anytime he talks and like gives us lessons, you know, everybody just kind of shuts up and and just listens and follows him. So, mm -hmm. you know, David Tran, I think I've seen him on social media. Does he have like a, a workout stuff that he does like for lifting? Yeah. He made weight cutting so easy for our group of, uh, fighters. Uh, he's, he's so knowledgeable, uh, uh, amazing workout, uh, specialist, you know, this guy, uh, just the stories that he, that, you know, people that come into his gym and then the results leaving, you know, uh, David Tran is a awesome dude. You know, he's, a he'll talk, he'll get you motivated, get you fired up. Uh, he runs a, a good, great business, you know, and, uh, it, I, you know, he's the one who, uh, started telling us we needed to be more, uh, social on social media. We needed to, to be more active on social media and just doing that and having my last fight, I've, I've gained so many followers. So, you know, his recipes do work. Definitely. So shout out to uh, David. You know, having that support and, and the audience and followers. Now, how important is that to someone like yourself pursuing this professional MMA career? It's super important. You know, as you can see with like people like Conor McGregor and Nate Diaz, you know, if you can put butts in, in seats, you know, you're going to be fighting, you know, when, when lose or draw, you know, if you can get people there, you know, and, and then, the more tickets you sell, you know, obviously the uh, better gate. So the better purse you'll have. And uh, so it, it's all, it all works hand in hand. You know, you want people talking about you. Uh, me personally, when I fight, I want someone to leave and say, oh man, that was the most exciting fight on the card. You know, like that guy, that tall, skinny Mexican dude was doing some ninja stuff. Like I've never seen before. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So earlier you mentioned Joshua Van, he fights at 125, right? Yes. And he, he fights like 125, but that guy is as strong as like any lightweight. You know, that dude is is powerful, you know. Uh, his knees, Lord. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he's he's so scrappy. You know, I, I love watching Josh fight. Uh, I love watching Jacob Silva fight. That's like, honestly, that's my favorite fighter to watch. I've been saying that since like 2017, you know, I, watching him fight. Uh, you know, anytime you fight with the – those type of guys, you know, real scrappy, tough guys, you know, you're going to get a fight and people are going to 
get entertained by those fights. Those guys are just dogs. And, uh, yeah, they, they push push the pressure and, and, you know, they don't back down. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I love watching those guys fight. And Jacob Silva, I think he's scheduled to fight on that same card as you, Fury 59? Uh, I think he's scheduled in April. In uh, April? Okay. Yeah, two other of uh, my teammates, Eduardo and Manny. So we'll, we'll be fighting on that card. Okay, I saw Jacob Silva. He had put something out, so it must have been that Fury. He was signing a contract or something, and it was really exciting. to. I, I just like I get excited by seeing those things. Oh, yeah, man. Me too, man. Uh, I'm super excited for Adrian Giannis. Uh, he's our head coach at Metro Fight Club. You know, whenever he gets a fight, I'm super excited. That that guy's so motivating, too. You know, uh, he was just like us, you know, working a job, going to train, coaching. And, uh, you know, seeing him <clears throat> getting doing his thing in the UFC and then, uh, you know, he just had a baby, has a house and, and uh, he's so calm and composed, you know, and then he's knowledgeable. You know, he's been under Sausalese. All these guys have been under Sausalese for so long that, uh, you know, I was kind of the last guy, you know, to, to join and, uh, you know, just picking their brains. And, and uh, you know, there's like a, a grittiness, you know, like a, a toughness with these guys, you know, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, I guess with, with Adrian Yanez, he's kind of laid that blueprint right there, and you can see the work and the the details and all the stuff that it takes to make it. I assume that's a that has to be super ben- beneficial. Yeah, definitely. And then you got guys like Cameron Smotherman and, and, and Justice Torres and Oswell, you know. Uh, so when I first made the switch to the gym, you know, I was uh, you know, I was nervous, you know, it's a new gym, you know, and uh, I knew some of the guys training there, and uh, you know, I, I, I see now the difference between super, super high level people and then like, you know, regular yeah. people who are trying to get into it. It's just the, the work, the work, you know, there's no easy way, way around winning or there's no easy way around preparing for a fight. You know, it's just the work. And I've seen how, how much work these guys put in. Uh, like, um, man, these guys are there every day, two times a day. Uh, if they're not there, they're, you know, it's just a lifestyle. They're consumed by it. Like uh, my buddy Rafi on stops was telling me, you know, um, just with his wrestling and, and seeing how knowledgeable he is. And when he's when he's teaching us, uh, you got to be consumed by by the fight game. You know, if you're going to be successful in it. Have you seen that Adrian has his own soap, has his picture on it and everything? I've seen him share it on social media. What? No, I, yeah. I haven't seen that yet. I think the brand is called Duke Soap and they did like a fighter line. And the, the brand was saying, hey, it's the first like fighters soap and they have there's like five or six different people and it's called duke soap and i was gonna duke try so yeah i'm gonna try and get me some to see if it makes me just better at life uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the the mj drink on space jam you know but with soap. <laughs> I, I know that he had a, yeah. a card he, he does uh he did a. I know dukes did a, a trading card so they do trading cards for the fighters as well so um i know i knew i knew he did that one yeah. But the soap, no, I didn't know about the soap. It's like the the old commercials, and this may be older than you remember, but Grant Hill drinks Sprite. It was these Sprite commercials. Grant Hill drinks Sprite? Grant Hill drinks Sprite. Everybody's like, try to drink Sprite. Uh, it's like in the mid-90s and stuff. But, hey, Adrian Yanez uses Duke soap. I use Duke and soap, right? I, I use Duke soap, yeah. <laughs> so it smells like man right here. <laughs> yeah. Okay, hey, so what what are you working in in your, in your MMA uh, is it your striking, trying to get better at striking, your wrestling? What are you working at in your game right now? Uh, right now, um, I, I, for the most part, definitely striking. Um, 
we have a really high level guy named Oliver Jimenez and he's mm-hmm. fighting in uh, representing USA, you know, for the champ in Muay Thai. So uh, being able to, and he trains under, um, and it, it's going to bother me that I can't remember his name. Um, I, I he, Heritage Muay Thai. Heritage, yeah. He tra- and Heritage is a, like the solid, a solid place for Muay Thai. And then, you know, picking his brain, you know, um, but uh, as far as training, training, um, jujitsu, uh, uh, we have a, a lot of guys competing uh, coming up. So we've uh, been uh, at, at active jujitsu, uh, just really working on uh, nogi, nogi jujitsu. So, you know, uh, heel hooks and, and knee bars and, and it's a whole different game now than it was opposed like six or seven years ago. You know, so, um, yeah, I think changing it and adapting adapting to, to the hill hooks or the 50 50 guards and you know it's a uh, you definitely have to drill that you know and, and drill it smart because you don't want to you don't want to hurt anybody or you don't want anybody to hurt you you know uh so we've been drilling a lot of that yeah it's easy to get hurt you know it, it seems like are you dealing with injuries constantly you know as much as you have to train uh you know what every now and then you'll get a shiner Thank you, Justice Torres, for punching me in the face. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you get shiners, you know, uh, sprained ankles or, like, jammed fingers. or. But uh, I, you, uh, <clears throat> what I notice is if, if you're tackling it seven days a week, like hard seven days a week, yeah, you're going to get hurt, no doubt. Um, I feel like Monday through Friday, you know, you have to hit it hard. Saturday, maybe taper it down to training once. And Sunday, uh, that's the recovery day. So I have a, a sponsored um, Better Days Chiropractor uh, Clinic. Uh, he was actually a mentor of mine growing up. Uh, his name is Dr. Howard, and uh, he definitely takes care of me. You know, uh, so anytime I have anything wrong or you know any problems at all, I'll go see Dr. Howard, and you know he'll take care of me. So yeah, I, I get to talk to some people, and they talk about active recovery, like even like just going outside or going for a walk or doing some things where you're trying to stay active but giving your body a little bit of rest. Right, right. So I like uh, take my shoes off and take my socks and shoes off and then like walk in the sand. Yeah. That's that's been super helpful. Or like do a little light jog in the sand. You know, I found that to be so helpful. And uh, and then uh, hot and then cold water, you know, so uh, just transitioning 12 minutes each. So get in the, the hot tub, you get your blood recirculating and then uh, breathing. You know, not everybody, <clears throat> as cliche as it sounds, not everybody knows how to correctly breathe. You know, especially when you're uh, uh, in the heat of everything, you know, and I feel like that's a that wears a big on your gas tank. So, you know, we practice breathing into our diaphragms, you know, uh, exerting a, a lot of uh, energy and then trying to uh, cut the rest time down. So instead of resting a, a minute in between rounds, you know, rest 30 seconds to get your heart rate down in 30 seconds, opposed to a minute. That when you do have a minute in the fight, you know, you get your heart rate down in 30 seconds. You got a whole nother 30 seconds right there. Mm-hmm. And just those small little details, uh, man, they make everything, all the difference in the world. I got to talk to Roberto Jimenez, and he just recently won ADCC trials out there in Brazil. But he talked about earthing. You know, he doesn't like to wear shoes. He said if he prefer if there's somewhere where he doesn't have to wear a shirt, like in Brazil, he said like for trials and stuff, it's a lot of these these places where they don't care. You know, have you heard of that? Is that what you're trying to do? I mean, you just kind of connect and be grounded with the earth, controlling your body and stuff. Right. So uh, my buddy uh, Parker, he was a uh, you know he's a Greco-Roman wrestler, big jujitsu guy, follows uh, Roberto Jimenez, mm-hmm. and uh, 
yeah, definitely. He's the one who was telling me about uh, grounding myself. So he's like, instead of walking in the sand barefoot, you know, go walk in the grass, go sit, sit down in the sand and, and practice your breathing. And then uh, it's, it's, uh, it relieves so much stress, you know, doing, doing things like that, especially if you've had a long week, you know, working and, yeah. and uh, you know, doing, you know, if you have a business or if you're training, that's itself is a business. Uh, you know, it definitely relieves some of the, the, the stress off your shoulders, you know, learning how to, to be grounded, you know, but <clears throat> I feel like if you're going to be grounded, you put the phone, leave the phone, leave everything yeah. and, and go outside and, and be that, be just outside by yourself with your thoughts. Yeah. You know, that's like the, the major grounding right there. Do you ever have time to do anything for fun? You know, outside of fighting, there's work in the business. Is there anything that you get a chance to do? Oh, <laughs> man, honestly, not not really. I, I, yeah. I, I don't know if you would. Uh, it's a hobby. You know, I like cycling, uh, cycling. And if I'm not doing that, uh, I have dogs. So uh, I love my dogs. I like my children. You know, I'm the uh, only son to not have kids in my family. So. My dog, you know, I'll walk my dogs or hang out, go to the park. You know, uh, that's my downtime, what I do in my downtime. Uh, I'm a big comic book guy. I have a, realistically, I have like 6,000 comic books, man. Like, it's probably unhealthy, but, uh, you know. Uh, <laughs> what do you into? What kind of comic books? And what got, what was your first, like, that got you started, too? Um, the first one who got me started was, is in DC. I was a big fan of uh, The Flash, and then I, I was a big fan of Batman, and and then I got introduced to Spider-Man. And then uh, back then it was called the Uncanny X-Men. You know, it wasn't the X-Men. It was the Uncanny X-Men. And uh, I, would, I got major into Spawn. So uh, yeah. when it Spawn dropped, I got into Spawn. And then it was just after that I was collecting comic books. Anytime I would cut grass as a kid and, and uh, go to the comic book store, buy comic books. And uh, so I have a lot of comic books. Uh, mainly right now, uh, Marvel, Marvel-related. But DC, I feel like, is a... Uh, is what kind of started everything. Yeah. What, do you like watching the comic book movies? I do and I don't. Like, I do because uh, they try to keep the storylines and everything kind of together, but I don't. Like, little little things, and I'm like, oh, man, that's, that's, yeah. that didn't happen in the comic books, man. Like, yeah. you, know, uh, you know, it hurts, you know, when I see that. Huh? Yeah, yeah, I understand. And, you know, the Batman just came out, but I've been seeing a lot of good reviews about it. Uh, I don't have a chance to go to the movies that much, but whenever I do find a chance, I'm going to go watch that because people that are comic book fans and people who are DC, Marvel, just like fans of, of movies in general, everyone's saying it's good. Have you seen anything or have you, have you had a chance to see the movie? I haven't got the chance to see Batman, uh, but I have seen all the other Batmans. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not sure how Robert Patterson did at Batman. I'm a, I was a Ben Affleck fan for, for Batman or Michael Keaton. Yeah. Uh, but... Uh, I got to see it. I really do. I'm super interested to see, you know, how, how good he played a Batman. I was a little disappointed that he wasn't like super jacked, you know, yeah. but, uh, uh, yeah, I heard a lot of good things about it. Um, but let me, let me ask you something. Who was who your favorite Batman, uh, character? I gotta say, I think Christian Bale. I think Christian, Christian Bale. Okay. I think so. Yeah. Because whenever those superhero movies came out, it was right whenever like the Marvel started getting relaunched and, and, and comic book movies started changing because whenever I was a kid, you know, the Michael Keaton one. And then yeah. you know, after that, those were great. But then they were it got too comic booky. And then, you know, yeah. Spider-Man came out with Tobey Maguire. And then it was like, hey, this is cool. But it was still really comic booky. And then after that, 
you know, the Batman series, Batman Begins and all that. And it was like, wow, this is cool. It's a little bit darker, you know? Right. That's yeah. exactly what I was thinking. It's a little yeah. bit darker, you know, especially the Joker, the villains. Yeah. Uh, so who would you, your favorite villain be, you know, across the board? Across the board? Yeah, across Man, the board. So growing up, I was a big Superman fan. Like a back, I, I, I got introduced to comic books back whenever Grant Hill started drinking Sprite. So 93, 94, whenever it was the death of Superman, like that was on the shelves. I, I was in the third grade and one of my friends like handed me a comic book, The Death of Superman. So I went back and started reading all that stuff. Um, you know, and then the, the series Smallville came out. So I'm going to have to say Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, yeah, he's underrated. He's an underrated, uh, super villain, but I think, uh, I, I like him. Uh, I think Vandal Savage, you know, I think he was, he was pretty cool. Uh, but as far, I would have to say, uh, I don't know if the, the Punisher is a, is a good guy or a bad right. guy, you yeah. know, cause he does both, you know? So growing up, I was like, Oh man, the Punisher, like he's the ultimate guy, you know, he has no superpowers like Batman and he beats everybody up, you know? Uh, so that was like huge for me. The Punisher was like a guy. Yeah, that the anti-hero. Like you never know how they're gonna play. It's like even like I mean to a lesser extent, but it's like Catwoman, kind of bad, you know. But sometimes good. Just don't know how it's gonna go. I uh, so I used to get confused all the time between Catwoman and uh, the uh, it was uh, they're two uh, Marvel and DC characters. So they're both the Cat Lady. Now it always get oh, confused. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah, there's only so many ideas, and it's hard to come up with fresh ones. So they just kind of like recycle each other. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, okay, for a superhero wise, who do you closely relate to like the most? If you, or even if you could pick that superpower or pick someone's superpowers, who would you pick? If I had to say who I could, I, it'd probably be. Uh, hmm, I think it would. It'd probably be. It'd probably be Spider-Man most, mostly, you know, uh, I'm Spider-Man. We, we kind of have a similar story. You know, I didn't grow up with my parents and, uh, you know, uh, he didn't grow up with his parents. He grew up with Aunt May and, and Ben and, uh, uh, Ben passed away. You know, my father passed away and, uh, I just, I, I feel like I related a little bit to Spider-Man. Yeah. Plus it's cool. Cause he's just like a normal dude, you know, like he looks like a normal dude, very unsuspecting. And then obviously he turns it on and he's freaking spider-man right so I, cool. I also like that he's so corny you know he'll say be corny as things uh did you say that yeah i'm still here they pop yeah there yeah he, yeah he he would say be corny as things you know like uh your friendly neighborhood spider-man then <laughs> boom he, he just ruined the moment saying something so and i feel like uh, i'm kind of awkward like that I would, I would <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah that's awesome okay so earlier i was i was talking to someone and they were saying how they hadn't done that many interviews before. And so they recently were in a jiu-jitsu competition. It was a team event. And then afterwards, she kind of sealed the victory. And so someone put a mic up to her face. And she was like, I don't know what to say because I've never been in this situation before. Especially, at, you know, it's a highly emotional event. And then you get somebody sticking a mic. And so that's an opportunity to say something super crazy. You know, have you envisioned those moments, you know, in your career? I, uh, I, I definitely like to, to visualize everything. So yeah. I like to visualize the walkout from the walkout song to the, the three rounds to the, them holding my hand in victory. And, uh, so with the last fight, I, I kind of did that visioned everything out. <clears throat> and, uh, at the end of the, the fight, they were going to give me the interview. 
I was uh, so emotional. Uh, it was the uh, first fight my father wasn't able to attend. And uh, I completely blanked. And I was like, uh, trying not to cry. Yeah. So I was like, <clears throat> I, I, I bombed that interview. You know, they probably, <laughs> they're probably not going to interview me with Fury. You know, they think I'm, I'm weird or awkward or something. No, yeah, I can't, I can't even imagine, you know, being put in that situation and just having to say, just say something. So as it's almost so important to, to, to visualize just like anything and everything and then kind of get down what you're going to say. But yeah, when it, when it comes down to it, it's like, here's your moment. Right. So yeah, here's your moment. Go ahead and say something. And then you see it in the, in the UFC too, all the oh. time, you know, people just say the weirdest stuff, yeah. you know, but like you said, it's such a intense thing. You know, you just got finished fighting for, you know, uh, however long and you have all these, uh, you know, emotions, you're, you're, uh, you know, it's it's a it's a tricky spot. You know, yeah. I feel like the guys who are really good at, at, at saying saying things after, you know, those are the guys that uh, people follow a lot. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, and you look at at Joe Rogan. They started memeing the moment where he's like sitting down talking to Conor McGregor. You know, after after he lost, and he's just like, say, "What does he say?" It's like, dude, he just snapped his leg in half. And then he sticks a mic in there, and what's what's he saying? Does he even know what he's saying? Right, you know. And then and then you have like media gold because you know Conor McGregor just started spewing stuff, and uh, <laughs> you know I, I I thought Joe you know I heard Joe Rogan say he don't uh, he doesn't interview fighters after you know they've been knocked out or but you know at the end of every fight this guy's interviewing fighters you know and <laughs> <laughs> it's like dude you, you said you weren't gonna interview these guys you know yeah yeah wow. It's just a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. So, all right. So here's just a reminder. Ray Cardenas is going to be fighting for Fury FC. That's March 27th. It's Fury 59. Ray fights out of Metro Fight Club. You know, if, if you want to go and watch that, I highly recommend you get tickets. And then I think you, you can go get those on the website and even select, like, your name as a fighter, right? Yes, sir. You can get them on the website. Uh, probably be the easiest or mm -hmm. tickets in hand. But uh, March 27th, market calendars. We're going to be at... Escapade 2001. All right. It's going to be a good time. I'm excited for it. And that's going to be on uh, UFC Fight Pass. And I think some of the prelims and stuff are going to be on, on Facebook usually. So make sure you check those out. Ray, is there anything else you would like to share today? I want to just give a, a big shout out to a few of my sponsors. Uh, my buddy Chino and Giovanni with Space City Collective. Um, i like to give a big shout out to Mike Tracy with Third Coast uh, Grappling Nats uh, and then Michael Oswald Sr. Uh, for Oswald Management. Uh, dude, thank you so much, big guy. I absolutely love you, man. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much for hanging out today. I appreciate you. Thank you so much, man, for having me.